Welcome. You're listening to The Aligned Self, conversations in creating a conscious and abundant life. This is Daniel DeNovi. I'll be your guide and host. Let's see just where we can take this. Hello, friend, and welcome. In this episode, I'm going to discuss mastering your vibration, mastering your frequency. Now, in many ways, this is actually a summation of many, many of the episodes I've already done because I've always been focused towards you mastering your presence in the world, mastering your vibration. And so there's going to be a few concepts that we'll revisit here in this episode. I'm also going to discuss resetting your vibrational set point. Now, many people don't realize they have an emotional set point, a habitual way of being, but we'll discuss that. We'll explore that a little bit and ways to shift that. Now, the steps that I'm going to be discussing will be in the manifesting guide that will be available, if not now, very soon. And with that said, the first and foremost thing that you need to take on in order to master your vibration, master your frequency, is to decide, to choose to be responsible for your vibration. You're not going to just allow it to show up, which is what most people do. It's kind of a default way of being. But to actually take charge of your life, to make your vibration priority, how you feel a priority. Now, how you feel at any given moment is your vibrational state. How you are being is how you show up in the room. When you walk in, how you are being is the vibrational state that you make present. And again, if you've listened for any length of time, you know that I end every episode with follow your bliss. Live your life from inner signals. Be inner directed. See, most people allow their vibration to be dictated by external events, other people, external circumstance. They're not responsible for or at cause for how they feel. They're not at cause for their vibration. They're at the effect of life. They're at the effect of circumstance. Most people, and I'm not talking about you, but most people, if you look around at everybody else, everybody else is acquiescing responsibility. They're giving up leadership to outside circumstances. And so whether or not they have a good day or a bad day is completely dependent upon the circumstances going on in their life. The amount of traffic they encountered, the mood and, and attitude of their coworkers. Or if your husband or wife or significant other is in a mood, that affects you. Well, if you're responsible for your vibration, then you can choose to feel however you want to feel. You can choose your focus. You can allow other people to be however they are. You don't have to allow these other people, these other circumstances in your life to dictate your vibrational state. And it takes a certain amount of autonomy in order to be that responsible, that response-abled. You see, you have the ability to exercise your response in any given moment. That's your ultimate freedom. Yet most people aren't taught that. They're taught if you want to be happy, you need to do things that make you happy. 
If you want to experience love, you need to be with people that you love. You need to be in a relationship to experience love. Well, love is inner-generated. All these feelings are inner-generated in response. You know, this is typically in response to. We allow those feelings, that vibrational state, to be in response to what shows up. Instead of deciding ahead of time, how do I want to feel? And that's going to be my way of traveling. It's a completely different mindset. You see, nobody can make you feel anything you don't want to feel. Yet how often do we begin a conversation? You made me feel this. You made, you know, we blame other people for how we feel because we're not willing to be responsible for our emotions, for our thinking. Now, you might be saying, well, I feel what I feel, don't I? Yes and no. You do feel what you feel, but what you feel is a result of your thoughts, what you picture, what you say to yourself, how you choose to perceive the events going on in your life, how you choose to feel, whether or not you're impacted by somebody else's. Like you give people permission to impact your life. We train people how to treat us all the time by the things we allow on the boundaries that we don't set in place. And a quick reminder, those boundaries are not for other people. It's for us, for us to say we will not allow that behavior in our life. Like People are going to behave however they behave. It's not meant to control other people. Your boundaries that you establish for yourself and for your life are the things that you allow to take place. Again, this is agency and autonomy. You are the cause. You are the creator of your reality. The other problem we experience as a human being is that typically we are put in positions of feeling love or being loved by people that are conditional in nature, conditional in how they express love because they are attempting to control you in one manner or another. If you don't play their game, if you don't play according to their rules, then they retract their attention, which in most cases we perceive as being love. And then when that attention is taken away from us, then we tend to change our behavior in order to get back into the good graces or acceptance of those other people. Sometimes they're our parents, sometimes they're our friends, sometimes they're our 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 significant other. I would like you to adopt a whole new attitude or a whole new definition of love. And I've talked about this in a past episode, but take on the idea that love is unconditional. There's no conditions in love. If there are conditions attached to the love, then it is something else. It's not love. And then also, love is not something you can receive from someone else. Now, someone can be loving towards you, but that feeling of love is generated within you. Allow me to put just a little fine point on that idea. If someone emanates love towards you, if they're feeling love within them for you, directed at you, your feeling inside you is a reflection of what they're feeling. But that reflection is allowed and received by you. You can't receive any more than you have the capacity to feel. And that capacity is determined by you. And so to the degree that you experience love is 
the degree that you've opened up and you are unconditional with yourself. The more loving you are with yourself, the more capacity that you have to feel love when somebody else is loving towards you. You're also not dependent upon that other person to feel the love. You can feel it independent of their behavior. You don't need them to be in a mood that is aligned with the way you think they should be. You can love them however they show up. How many times have you been in a relationship or been in a friendship or some type of you know connection with other people and you have the thinking, if only they would do this, then I could really love them. They would show up in this way, then things would be perfect. Well, things pretty much are the way they are. Now, people do have the latitude to shift and change, but if you don't love them to the degree that you think you could because of how they or who they currently are, then your love is conditional. Now, when I talk about love as being unconditional, it is possible to love someone unconditionally and also not like their behavior. But you're holding the space for something new. You see the the divinity. You see the grandness in them already. There's nothing that they have to do, nothing that they have to be any different than the way they are for you to love them. Now, with that said, what's important to know here is that when you can accept them for how they are, then their behavior does not reflect on how much they love you or how much you feel love. You see, when you take that position, you're no longer offended by something they say. When I say offended, is that you take a position that something they say or something they do means something about you. No, they just do what they do. They just say what they say. Everyone has their own internal motivations, their own internal agenda. So if you can live from the perspective that you can be unaffected by other people's behavior, you don't take it personal, you're not offended, you're just kind of curious and interested why they're doing what they're doing, why they're, why they're saying what they're saying, but you don't take it to mean anything about you. When you can divorce yourself from their behavior, like it doesn't mean anything about you, you don't take it personal, then you're no longer a puppet to the affections or lack of affections from other people. You're also not afraid of conflict anymore because you recognize that one person has a position, you have a position, and you're simply stating your needs, simply stating your wants. There's no real conflict involved there. And the other person and you are either in the agreement to work it out in a win-win situation, or you're not. And if you're on the losing end of an agreement like that, you may want to rethink your relationship. I mean, if it's consistently that way. Now, when I say win-win, if you don't know what that means, that means the other person will not lose that in some way their intention is fulfilled and your intention is fulfilled. How can we reach an agreement where we both win in this? And oftentimes, and this is from a scarcity mindset, that one person wins, another person loses. See, I approach it, how can we both get what we want? And oftentimes, we don't want the same thing. So if I get what I want, oftentimes you can still get what you want. And if perchance in that particular situation, let's say there's only you know, one piece of pie, 
left and you allow the other person to have a piece of pie, if you have the win-win agreement that the next time there's only one piece left, that you get it. That, while not in that particular situation, is a win-win. There is the spirit of a win-win agreement. You both respect each other. You both respect each other's needs. Now, the reason that seems like I may have taken a tangent on relationships is the fact that we pin a lot of how we feel based on how the other people in our life are behaving. I'm suggesting that you not do that anymore. You be responsible for your vibration. You take on the responsibility for how you feel. You don't allow somebody else to make you feel a particular way. If they have a particular behavior, if they say something in a particular way, you're not going to take it personally. You're going to decide to to separate yourself from their behavior and get curious about what's going on over there. And if they seem attacking, you can ask the question rather than get defensive ask the question, what are you trying to achieve? What's the purpose of you saying that? And if they are trying to inflict pain on you, then they're going to have to try and explain that. But recognize this truth, that if the other person is attacking, if they are, they try and shame you, and this is, you know, the, the center of a lot of narcissistic behavior, is that they will try and gaslight you, make you feel like you're crazy, like your emotions don't really matter. And if they're taking this stance of being attacking, very defensive, then recognize that it doesn't have anything to do with you really. It's their own insecurity about their position, about their stance of power, about their self-image, their self-esteem. There's some type of insecurity there where they feel vulnerable and they feel like they have to defend it. In this scenario, you're basically taking the stance, it's not me, it's you. And when you can recognize that they're trying to satisfy some agenda on their own, they're trying to alleviate some pain that they feel, some misperception that they have about themselves, then you're no longer a, a captive prisoner of their tirade. You're not, you're not necessarily influenced. You may be impacted to a degree, but you can choose whether or not you're influenced by their behavior, by their position, by their stance. But when I say you take the stance, it's not me, it's you, you just say that in your head. You don't say that to their face. That's just asking for an argument. But you can say that in your head. You realize that it's all about them. Problem isn't really with you. And then you can have compassion and ask a deeper question. One more thing I want you to know about this type of situation is that most often people are not consciously aware of their behavior. They think from their perspective, they are completely justified in their response because they are not party to or they're not observing the entire dynamic, the entire situation in that moment, in fact, it may be you or them, you feel pain, they feel pain, and so you're trying to escape the pain. And oftentimes that means to put up a barrier to, you know, to try and discredit the other person's argument or position. And this is, this is leading into another perspective that happens in these circumstances is that you give up the need to be right. You see, all these arguments about who's right, who's wrong, proving yourself right, proving the other person wrong, is detrimental to the relationship. 
because you have a winner and a loser in every one of those exchanges. And if you're on the short end more often than not, then you are not going to like being around the other person. You're not even going to like talking to them by and large or bringing up situations where there is a potential conflict. And the conflict isn't really there. It's just that you know that it's going to end up in a particular way where you know it's going to be an argument about who's right, who's wrong. So one of the things in a relationship, and I didn't realize I was going to go so much in a relationship, but we're here. So one of the things in a relationship, it's not so much that whether or not there's bumps in the road or there's disagreements. It's the how have you decided to handle those disagreements? Are you going to do so courteously? Are you going to create a win-win scenario, win-win situation? Are you going to give each other the platform or the opportunity to say what they want, how they feel, recognizing that each person has their own point of view, you're each individual's in relationship. But if you give each other the platform to provide your point of view, to have a point of view, to have a difference of points of view, then you can come together and arrive at a win-win. But these decisions, these ideas typically have to be set up ahead of time. Now, remember, this is all about managing your vibration, managing your frequency. And again, this is also frequency vibration is a reflection of your emotional state of being. So if your emotions are given by how other people are being, then you are not being response-abled for your vibration. It's basically throwing a leaf in the wind, and wherever it goes, it goes. Who knows what you're going to feel tomorrow? Now, in this conversation, I imagine this is a perfect time to talk about being empathic or being an empath. Now, most of you are psychic. Most of you are already empathic. Empathy is a human condition. Some of you are more open than others. Now, when people... It's been my experience, and it's not true across the board. So if the truth lands near you, then take it up, and maybe you can change it. If it doesn't apply to you, then disregard it. But it's been my experience that people who claim they are an empath basically are saying it because they don't want to be responsible for their vibration. I'm absorbing the energy of the place, or it's them. I'm like, it's the negative energy they're putting out. It's like, I have no defense. Yes, you do. These are the boundaries you set up for yourself. If you know yourself to be uh, more open empathetically, more open energetically, then you need to seal yourself up. Not, Not to create armor, not to stay home and, you know, separate yourself from mankind, because that's the only way you can exist. It's learn to set up your own boundaries, to know where you end and the other person begins, to not accept that energy. You can transmute it. See, this is the real purpose. If you find yourself on the planet as an empath, your true purpose is to be able to tune into other people's pain and through your connection with them, transmute it through love to raise the vibration. And again, this goes back to the podcast episode of turning lead into gold, the alchemy of life, the alchemy of energy. 
And I just had a thought as I'm talking here, I realized that I'm talking at a more rapid rate, and it could be because I had two cups of coffee. I'm not sure. I'm also excited about this whole concept. If I look at the entirety of my life, the entirety of my my teaching, it's all about how do you manage yourself? How do you become responsible for the energy you put out in the world, the energy that you reflect on yourself? So here we are at 20 minutes in, roughly. This is how you shift your vibration. And you do so, and I've been alluding to this the whole time, you do so with love. You love yourself. You forgive yourself. You allow yourself the humanity of making mistakes, of making missteps. You are loving with yourself. I mean, if you were your own best friend, how would you treat yourself? Would you be compassionate? Would you be loving more so than you are with yourself? I can remember having a, well, I can't remember the exact client, but I remember the conversation where there were some mistakes that she felt she made. And she was just doing the best she could with what she knew at the time, but she was very unforgiving of herself. And like, she should have known better, could have done better, yada, 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 just criticize, criticize, criticize. Yet, if it was her husband that did the same thing, she would have totally blown it off. She would have understood. She would have been compassionate. It's like, oh, it's not that bad. Like, we, we'll manage. We'll, yet for her, it's like, I shouldn't have done that. And gosh, I can't remember the situation, but I remember the energy of that. And it's not unique. It is not unique. It is across the board. A lot of people that consider or are perfectionists, They're hypercritical about themselves because they don't want the criticism from out there. So they feel as if they go over and above, then that somehow that provides or makes them more valuable out in the marketplace. But these criticisms, these self-reflections that unshaming that we should have, could have done better. No, of course you could in retrospect. Of course you could in hindsight. But in that moment, if you were to put yourself back in time, At those moments where you were making the decisions, you felt what you felt then. You knew what you knew then, not what you know now, but you knew what you knew then to the extent that you knew it. You would have made the same decisions all over again. You see, we always do the best we can with the resources, the perceptions, what we have at that given moment. See, when you can accept that about yourself, it really frees up a lot of guilt tripping that you do with yourself. A lot of shaming that you do with yourself. You did the best you could. Next time, you'll do better. And by God, you should do better next time because you now have that knowledge. You have that learning. You are now empowered. You're now educated. So you can begin immediately rising, raising, raising. Raising is the word. Raising your vibration by loving yourself reflecting unconditional love on yourself. Remember, as a human being, we have this capacity to have this self-reflexive consciousness to be able to look at ourselves, look and analyze our own thinking. I don't know if dogs can do that. I don't know if cats, I think my cat does it on occasion because she's changed her behavior from time to time as she has reflected on, you know, the outcome, the circumstances. So, it, it may be more across the board, but let's say for the moment, as a human being, you have the capacity and the gift to have this self-reflexive consciousness. It's, what's makes, it's what makes you human. 
the ability to reflect on your, your actions, reflect on your thinking, and make new choices. So as you can reflect on yourself with or from this perspective of unconditional love, that you're doing the best you can with the resources you have, if you have fear that comes up, love the aspect, love the part of you that's fear, that has fear, feels fear. Now, uh, I, this this topic deserves a whole podcast of itself, but it we each of us have aspects or sub-personalities of our overall personality that, you know, one part of us, one small part of us could feel fear, could feel vulnerable, and that fear is overwhelming. Yet you have another aspect of your personality, another aspect of your identity that can address that fear, can alleviate that fear, can can send love to that that aspect of yourself and accept it and acknowledge it and bring it into the whole and say, it's going to be okay. I understand you have fear. Whether or not, let's say it's getting on an elevator and you, you make yourself wrong, like, I shouldn't be afraid of heights. I shouldn't be afraid of heights. Well, a part of you is. A part of you is. And so you accept and acknowledge that part of you that's afraid of heights, afraid of, you know, the elevator plummeting to the ground. Not that it does usually. Rarely, if ever. But, you know, you just address that part of you that has that fear and accept it and say it's okay. Then you begin elevating your vibration. You begin rise, raise, raising your vibration. You see, as you take these these um, emotions, these vibratory states, these lower vibratory states of anger, doubt, frustration, and not that they're any worse, it's just a lower vibe. So you can elevate the vibration, transmute them to a higher vibration through love, through acceptance, through peaceful attention. It's going to be okay. Forgiveness. Forgiveness is love. And then another aspect to that love is appreciation. When you can appreciate the struggle, appreciate that aspect of you that wants to do good, that may not know or have the skill set to do good or as good as you think you should, but you can appreciate the intention. You can appreciate the wanting. And so when you do that, it's accepting and you create yourself as whole and complete not broken, not separated, not less than or defective. It's not how good you are. It's how good you want to be. So here we are. I'm going to sum up this conversation so far and set up the next aspect or the next half of this conversation. So how you begin to master your vibration is to take responsibility for it, to declare yourself as autonomous, that you are not going to be at the effect of outside circumstances, that you are going to be a leader for yourself, a leader in the world. Primarily, you're going to take ownership of how you feel, knowing that how you feel at any given moment is the caboose on your own train of thought. It's the way you choose to see the world. And the way that we can begin immediately uh, raising our vibration is to begin addressing ourselves Reflecting at ourselves unconditional love, accepting aspects of ourself showing up less than. If you were to be in the realm of unconditionally loving with yourself, would you continue to talk to yourself, behave with yourself the way you have? So the next half of this conversation, and I'm going to break this up in part two. So the next part 
of this is going, we're going to talk about recalibrating or resetting your habitual vibrational state. When you wake up in the morning from day to day, you have a predictable, consistent way of being by and large. You have ups and downs, but when you come back to homeostasis or you come back to your emotional balance point, you basically show up at a particular vibe day in, day out. And what sustains that is that you have a story that explains why you feel the way you feel. You have a story of your past that, you know, circumstances that have showed up that have resulted in you feeling the way you feel. You also have this whole aspect that you are animal and spirit combined in one entity. So you have to deal with the animal. And so there's aspects of the animal of you that is given to adaptation, acclimation, and the training effect. You have trained yourself to feel a particular way. You respond like a dog to a bell. Trained by circumstance, cause and effect, someone pushes your button, they trigger you. If you have experiences like that where you're triggered or someone pushes your buttons, then you're not operating in the present moment. You're responding like a trained animal, a stimulus response. You, Someone gives you a look, someone has a tone of voice, and you have an emotional response. You're, that's the animal aspect of you. When push comes to shove... When push comes to shove, the animal wins because the animal is in charge of keeping you alive. It's oriented around survival, protecting you from pain. Now, even though consciously you would, you know, you say, you know, this is not an issue. Pain's not a possibility. We're not in danger. If the animal perceives it, it's been, if it's been conditioned over time, if you have emotions that have not been processed, they are there bouncing around. And when a cue is set off, those emotions are released. And then you set up a protective behavior. This is all part of your set point. This is all part of your training. And we'll talk more about that in the next episode. So until I catch you in the next episode, this is your friend and host, Daniel Danovi, urging you to follow your bliss Live your life from inner signals. Be inner directed as you engage in the epic adventure. Mm-hmm.